Carpe diem, wrote the Roman poet Horace. Seize the day. Grasp the moment while it's here. Or, as our contemporary culture would put it 2,000 years later, YOLO. You only live once. Whether it's carpe diem, YOLO, strike while the iron's hot, or some other turn of phrase, common advice points to making the most of the time at hand. And this is true also as a Christian. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians, make the most of every opportunity. And in the context, he's speaking particularly about opportunities to share Christ with those who don't know him. This kind of missional mindset is part of being a Christian. But it's not necessarily easy. In fact, it's far more natural to fall into a rhythm focused on self and unaware of the opportunities around us. Thankfully, the Apostle Paul has some words of encouragement for you and me today. And more than just encouragement, because Paul shows us the power of the gospel of Jesus to make the most of our moments for Christ. Now, on Ascension on Air, live intentionally minded for mission. My Christian friends, intentionality has become a bit of a buzzword lately. Would you agree? Well, it, it, it has for me. I see it in a lot of places. I think about it a lot. And I think it's demonstrable if you just search Amazon for the word intentional. Because you get a lot of results back that have to do with the arena of self-improvement and how you can become more intentional in different areas of life. These are some of the uh, results that uh, you get. Um, there's a book called The Art of Intentional Thinking. The Intentional Year Journal. So, so like guides you throughout the year. You can write things you want to do. Um, intentional, 52 maxims of conscious choosing to create the deeply satisfying life you desire. Don't go on Amazon now and order that. Uh, there's the intentional father, the intentional IEP for all of you educators out there. And then um, my personal favorite, intentional eating. There's a book called Intentional Eating. I don't know what it's about other than the title sounds awesome. Uh, truth be told, it actually tied with my other personal favorite, which was Sam the Cooking Guy, Recipes with Intentional Leftovers, which also sounds amazing. The point is being intentional, being uh, purposeful in the things that we do in life forms much of the advice that is out there today for getting things done and, and, and for good reason. Um, it makes sense. There's something that some people have dubbed the law of intentionality, whether that's a real thing or not. It's not an actual law, but it makes sense, right? Meaning things that are worthwhile tend to not happen by accident. You have to focus on them. If you want something done, if you want to accomplish something, it helps to actually focus on making that happen. Intentionality is important. And I, I think you can see intentionality and how it plays out uh, and the benefits it brings in the Bible in uh, a man named the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was a man filled with intention, a purposeful man, an occupied man with a single mission in life. Prior to coming to faith in Christ, it was to end the Christian church. But 
after becoming a faith in Jesus Christ, his purpose, his singular occupation that focused all of his heart and soul was to proclaim Christ to those who did not need, to those who did not know him. The Apostle Paul was intentional about reaching others for Jesus Christ. And you can see this anecdotally as you read through the New Testament. I mean, for one, so many of the New Testament's uh, books uh, are, are actually letters from Paul. Colossians is one of them. Um, you can read through Acts and hear about the different stories of Paul teaching and preaching, like the one I told a few weeks ago where the guy was sitting in the, in the window and he fell asleep and fell out and died. <clears throat> Remember I told you that one? And I said, don't fall asleep in church. That was the application. You can see all of these different examples of, of Paul preaching and teaching. Um, but you can also measure Paul's missional heart. You can measure it. Because in Acts, we have a, a, an account of all the different places that Paul went throughout the Roman Empire as he proclaimed the gospel. We call them his missionary journeys, and we, we number them one through four. And some people who are smarter than me and have definitely more time than me figured out just how far Paul traveled throughout all those journeys. And it is a whopping estimate of, excuse me, 10,000 miles. 10,000 miles by foot on the Roman roads that had bandits and other dangers. And that doesn't count the, 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 the leagues that he traveled by ship over the sea. By foot, 10,000 miles. That's like walking from uh, perspective from New York to L.A. and back twice. 10,000 miles, or about two-thirds of the distance uh, Forrest Gump ran over three years across the United States in that movie as he was running and he never stopped. About 15,000 miles. More people who have more time on their hands figured out that. That's 15,000 miles of Forrest Gump. Um, if you take nothing home today besides the Forrest Gump, I'm going to be very disappointed. Please take something else home today. All right, so clearly Paul was um, intentional about outreach. He had a missional mindset. And we have benefited from that missional mindset to this day, right? People throughout Christianity have because, because God worked through him to bring the gospel even to people such as us down, you know, thousands of years later, a couple thousand years later. And that's good. It's good that we look up to Paul in that way. But we also don't want to misunderstand missional mindset. Missional mindset meaning going and reaching others for Christ. We don't want to misunderstand it because I, I think this can happen. We can look at Paul and we can assume that to have a missional mindset means we have to make our lives look like Paul's. So that means quitting our job, moving to a foreign country, becoming a full-time missionary, throwing caution into the wind and just hitting the road. And yes, some of you might actually do that someday. Some of God might call some of you to be a full-time missionary. That'd be awesome. But to say that that is the only way that we can have a missional mindset, an intentional approach to missions, is to overstate this, the case, and it's also to miss the point that Paul makes in Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Because here, Paul encourages believers to have an intentional missional mindset 
intentionality as it relates to the kingdom of God. But you will notice that there is no mention of strapping on your Forrest Gump running shoes. Verses four and five. We're going to start at the end. Verses four and five. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, just like the kid's message, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is not a directive from Paul to leave the here and now for the sake of the gospel, to upend your current life for the work of the gospel. In fact, it's the opposite. It is an encouragement of Paul to bring the work of the gospel into your current life where you are. This is Paul encouraging us to uh, recognize and make the most of the opportunities that are right around us for kingdom ministry among those who don't know Jesus. He's talking about Christian missional living in the everyday. Like we saw in in 2 Kings chapter 5. Right, because there, uh, there was just this um, this servant girl, this Israel uh, Israelite servant girl, who had been captured, living in a household that did not know the true God. And um, when she finds out that Naaman, the head of the household, is struggling with leprosy, what does she do? Speaks up. She sees a need. She sees an opportunity and she just speaks about what she knows, that there's a prophet in Samaria and this prophet can do something about that leprosy because this prophet serves the true God, the Lord. She uses the opportunity that she has. She has a missional mindset for the truth of God. That's what Paul's talking about here. He says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. In other words, have a missional mindset that perceives and pursues the opportunities right in your life to reach people for Christ. At Ascension, we call this, uh, we've started referring to this as reaching through relationships. You can see that noted at the very beginning of your service folder where we have the five areas that, uh, five ways, five avenues that we uh, lean into to carry out our ministry. One of them is reaching through relationships. It's essentially, it's a di- worded differently, but it is essentially the same thing that Paul is saying here, using the opportunities that God puts right before us in our life to be uh, the voice of, of, of Christ, to be the gospel for people. So um, you know what's coming next, right? Some of you do. Some of you were probably thinking about this before I even began today, thinking, okay, here it comes. Pastor Ben is going to tell us that we need to talk to Jesus, about Jesus to people, and he's going to tell us that we should be sharing Jesus with our neighbors and our friends and our barber and our bus driver. And uh, he's right. I know I should. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, every time we talk about this reaching through relationships thing, I get a little bit of heartburn in me because it is hard for me to do, quite honestly. And when I look back on my life, I see a lot of missed opportunities. I see the opposite. I, I see me not making the most of the opportunities God has given me, and I don't like talks like this. And if that's what you're thinking, that's okay. I get it. Honestly, I share it with you. The, the, the truth is there are a lot of obstacles in our lives that... Um, can 
can keep us from living as, as the way Paul encourages us here. In our jobs, there is, there is some that is considered out of bounds with our coworkers. At school, if we mention Jesus to the wrong person, our social life will suffer or maybe worse. Right? To, to, to be a disciple of Christ, to acknowledge that your life is oriented around Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is weird to a lot of people today. And worse than weird, it's actively opposed more and more. Those are just some of the obstacles from outside of us. Then there's the obstacles from inside of us that, that we trip over if we're trying to be a voice for Christ's gospel. The fact that we are sinful human beings. And because we're sinful human beings, it means that we recognize opportunities. They just tend to be the opportunities that benefit my bank account or advance my career or make me just happy personally. Those are the opportunities that are easy for me to execute on. And I don't even see sometimes the opportunities for mission that God places right in my life, like the neighbor next door or the waitress at my favorite bar or the person that I run into at the gas station or the guy who literally knocks on my door trying to sell me new windows, whatever it might be. So I understand. I understand the feeling. I get the perspective here that it can be difficult to take mission out of these four walls and bring it into life out there. But that's also why Paul's words are so critical for us today. It's why Paul's encouragement to the Colossians applies so strongly to us because in these verses, Paul shares wisdom for living with a missional mindset. And we could call them principles. In fact, that's what we're going to call them. Three principles that we can draw from these words of Paul that teach us about missional living. And the goal as we look at these three principles today is, is that Paul's perspective might shape our own. And the first principle that we start with is focusing on Christ. If you're following along in your service folder, this would be one of the first entries there. Uh, the first entry, rather, focusing on Christ. Paul says this at the beginning of these verses. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Now, I know that Paul does not say in so many words here, focus on Jesus, right? It's not in those words. But understand that he's also talking about more than the activity of prayer in this opening verse of this, of this uh, chapter. He's talking about more than the activity of prayer. He's talking about the attitude that leads to prayer. He's talking about an awareness and an alertness to the reality of Jesus Christ in this life. A reality of what God has accomplished in Christ for this world and for me. And a reality of what God is continuing to do through his gospel. That is all baked in to what Paul is talking about here. And in fact, he's, he's kind of using what he, what, what he talked about earlier in his letter as a springboard. Earlier in his letter, Paul focuses on this idea of seeing Christ. Focusing on him, lifting our eyes to things above, not on earthly things, and seeing Christ at the right hand of God. In other words, recognizing that Jesus Christ is the Savior and living accordingly. And that's where we need to begin with our missional mindset for two reasons, okay? So 
this is a little confusing. The first part here has two parts. The first principle has two parts. Meaning this, we need to start with focus on Christ. First reason and most important. Because we need to see Christ for ourselves. We need to see Christ for ourselves. If we're going to have a missional mindset, we need to see Christ for ourselves. Paul says this a little bit earlier in Colossians. He says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Please let those words sink in, friends. Especially, especially as we assess our lives and how we have missed opportunities to speak of Christ. Because the truth is, is that it is true. We have missed opportunities. We have not spoken when we could have or even should have. But when you look at Christ, like Paul says here, what is it you see? Your old life, dead. Your new life, your real life in Christ. Let's make sure this is really clear because if we mess this up, we we have nowhere to start from. Friends, your missional living begins not with the burdens of failures of the past, but freedom from any failures in the past. Your missional mindset begins with freedom from the failures to speak of Christ in your past. And also your present, by the way. And your future. Because the truth is, none of us will ever perfectly speak of Christ in this life. None of us will ever perfectly testify uh, and take advantage of every opportunity that God gives us. But being a Christian is not achieving perfection. Being a Christian is not achieving perfection. Being a Christian is continually dying to the old and finding our real life our new life in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. This is what it means to see your life hidden with Christ. We need to make it concrete. It means that your missed opportunities of the past are forgiven. It means that your present struggles to be a a gospel proclaimer are met with grace from Christ. And it means that who you are in this moment and every moment forward, as you stumble through life trying to be a, 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 a... a Paul in your own way, it is defined by Jesus Christ. Not by you, but by Jesus Christ and who he is for you. So, set down the guilt. Set down the guilt. Let go of the regret. Your life is hidden with Christ. It is done. And that leads us to the second aspect of this first principle. First principle, part two. And it's just this, Um, this first principle, focusing on Christ is important because it lifts our eyes to realities that oftentimes slip by us in life as we interact with other people. And and, and here's what I mean. Um, In verse three, Paul says, uh, he talks about the mystery of Christ, the mystery of Christ. And, And he calls it that. It's really a fascinating thing. You can read through scripture and just see where, where does mystery come up like this? And And the reason that Paul calls it a mystery is because in the past, the truth about Jesus Christ and how God would bring salvation and redemption to this world was not fully revealed. 
But now it is. Now it has been. Now is the time when God's revelation of of reaching humanity and restoring relationship with humanity it has been revealed. Jesus Christ has come. He has lived. He has died. He has risen. He has ascended. God has redeemed our humanity by taking on our humanity through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what Peter, James, and John saw on the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw not just a man, they saw the son of God revealed in a body. Can you imagine that perspective etched on their minds for the rest of their lives? They could never forget that sight. This is the sight that we need to see, the focus on Christ that that Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, has come. The message of the gospel has been revealed for us. That's where we start with, right? And then as we interact with people in our lives, from our neighbor to our hairdresser to the, to the perfect stranger that we meet out and about, we see them always through this, through this lens of Jesus Christ having come and the gospel having been revealed for us and for them. This is where we start. We focus on Christ. We see the world through the lens of Christ. So first principle, focus on Christ. Second principle, ask for opportunities. Ask for them. Paul says, devote yourselves to prayer and pray for us too, so that God may open a door for our message. And Paul's circumstances when he writes this letter are really important to keep in mind um, because he's in chains, which means he's in prison. He is actually imprisoned for the gospel. He is not proclaiming the gospel in the marketplace. He is not giving grand sermons to crowds. He is hindered, locked up in chains in, the, in, the, in, in prison, but it did not stop him. Notice, it did not stop him from trusting that God was going to give him ways to reveal Christ to people. Do you see that? He's in prison and he's like, pray. Pray that God will give me opportunities, open doors for me to speak of Christ to whoever it is that I will, whether it's my jailer or my jail buddy or some Roman magistrates or people that come to visit me. Pray, Colossians, that I can speak in whatever situation I'm in. This is Paul's encouragement for you and me too. There are going to be many times where we find it challenging to even begin to think about how to speak of Christ and have a missional mindset. This is going to happen a lot at work. Um, We're constrained a lot of times there. It's going to happen when we're out and about. Our lives get so busy and we we put so much in our calendar that we don't seem to be able to slow down and and engage with people that we come across. So what are we to do then, friends? We, We seem to have lives where there are no opportunities. Well, ask God for them. Ask the Lord for opportunities in your daily life. Ask the Lord to open a, a door for your message, just like he did for Paul, because God will. And it, and it might happen in the strangest of situations and in the relationships you don't expect. And it might happen over the course of a lot of interactions as you build a relationship with someone and suddenly you have the opportunity to talk about really important things like Jesus Christ crucified. It might take time, but pray the Lord's going to provide these opportunities. 
pray that the Lord opens your eyes to them and pray that the Lord helps you to walk through them. First principle, focus on Christ for yourself. See other people through the lens of Christ. Second principle, ask God for opportunities to speak of Christ. Brings us to our third principle. Speak with wisdom. Notice that Paul, um, he, he talks about making the most of every opportunity here. But he doesn't like dwell on, look for these really unique situations where you're going to have an, an in to talk about Christ. Um, those are definitely part of it, right? But he says, make the most of every opportunity. And then he says this, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Let your conversation always be full of grace. Paul's talking about our everyday conversation. Think about your everyday conversation. Think about what you talk about, why you talk about it, who you talk about things with. Paul is saying, let it be always full of grace. When he says full of grace, he means let it be winsome. Let it be attractive. Not the kind of conversation that repels people, but draws them in, invites them into to whatever it is, your life and your conversation. And when he says seasoned with salt, he's saying that our conversation, like we heard in the kids' message, should be different. It shouldn't be bland, the bland babble of the rest of the world, but instead the, the, the hope and the optimism, the wisdom that comes with knowing Christ, distinctly Christian conversation. By the way, that doesn't mean everything you're saying is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It does mean that your outlook on life, seeing Christ, means it, it just shapes the, how you approach life, people, and conversations. It just does. And over time, that provides opportunities for you to, to witness the Christ. In um, something called the American Beliefs Study, They've been studying uh, American religion for the last 30 years. They revealed um, their most recent data, I should say, from 21, I think, says the, it reveals a bunch of reasons why Americans have begun to shun religion. And the top three are as follows. Religious people are too judgmental. Religious, uh, these, these people don't trust organized religion. So these people think... Um, Religious people are too judgmental. They think that they don't trust organized religion and they believe that religion is too focused on money. Those are the top three. There are many other reasons as well. But just consider those three for a minute. And consider how winsome conversation, winsome, attractive, winsome conversation could begin to change attitudes about Christ. Think about how hopeful, hope-filled, authentic, purposeful, wise conversation in Christ could begin to shift the view of Christianity from a caricature to the Jesus Christ who truly is. Focus on Christ. Ask for opportunities. Speak with wisdom. These are Paul's encouragements for us today. Lots more we could say about them. But I can tell by your eyes that you are ready to be done. One more thought. I'm convinced that these um, principles of reaching people for Christ are things that we can help one another with through our small group ministry. Um, the small group ministry is not going to be some like 
panacea. It, it's not, it doesn't have magic power. It's not like this cure-all for anything. But remember what small group ministry is, is going to be designed around. It's going to be designed around gathering around the gospel, just like we're doing today, um, rooting one another in Christ. So we have this strong uh, relationship, the interaction among each other, serving one another with our unique gifts. And when we do these things, this has a way of building a missional mindset up in each of us. So think about it. We're, we're going to be able to help one another see and seize opportunities that Christ gives us. We're going to be able to encourage one another in that through a small group ministry. We're going to be able to um, pray with one another that God would help us see those opportunities and take advantage of them and, and, and speak of our witness to Christ. We're going to become more, this is one of the ones I think is most important. We ourselves are simply going to become more practiced at talking about Jesus in the context of Christian relationships so that we can do that also in the context of relationships outside of the church. And maybe just maybe another benefit, small group ministry and all this, you might find that someone who would never set foot in your church on a Sunday morning, they just might be willing to come with you in a smaller setting and listen to conversation about Christ. Intentionality is important. Also in our Christian witness, it begins with our focus on Christ. It flows through our, our prayers to God and expresses itself through our speech. I pray that our small group ministry that we get to explore and start soon will be a benefit and a blessing for us as we seek to be more, um, we seek to be minded missionally for Christ to, to carry out our mission as, uh, as believers as well, just like Paul did. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Ascension. If you'd like to talk with Pastor Ben or just learn more about our ministry, check out our website at ascensionharrisburg.com.